Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sonny D. I want to thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast and the continued and growing support here on the Seems Legit Podcast. Uh, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram. At the dude Sunny D. Big shout out to all of our friends of the podcast. We've got B Boys Honey, locally sourced and made honey here in Manitoba, available at a wide variety of local retailers. We've got Skin Dimensions Tattoos, located here in Winnipeg on Cordon Avenue, right beside Bar Italia. Please visit them for any tattooing and piercing needs you might have. We've also got Selfix Doctors, located here in Winnipeg at 666 St. James Street. Please visit them for any cell phone, tablet, and screen repair needs you might have. Mention the Seems Legit podcast and receive 10% off. We also down in Fayetteville, Georgia, got Zero Gravity Games. Please visit them for any used, rare, and vintage gaming needs you might have. Also, check out whatever tournaments and contests they might be having. Always a good time. Last but not least, we got the Vegas Squares podcast. Those are my boys down in Vegas. Uh, cheers, guys. Um, it's sports talk by sports fans for sports fans. They cover the entire gamut of uh, sports talk, so check them out if you have a chance. I've guested uh, a few times on their podcast, so big shout-out to them. All right, so uh, let's get into it today. Uh, first and foremost, uh, one a couple of things I wanted to talk about. So I think we can kind of do a joint episode. I've been uh, lately keeping episodes to like one subject or topic, but today there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about. It's a beautiful third, well... Beautiful-ish Thursday. We kind of get skewed um, in many aspects of things by kind of either previously shitty conditions or previously good conditions. Um, I've talked about this in my UFC um, recap episodes where, for instance, oftentimes we might be viewing it and think a fighter has won a round just because they looked better than they did in a previous round when they didn't, in fact, actually win that given round. Um, Today... I mean, it's 16 degrees and cloudy is how my watch is describing um, the uh, weather outside. Uh, So, I mean, not great, uh, especially as we're kind of getting towards the end of May here, but considerably better than yesterday. Yesterday was just cloudy and gray and miserable and depressing. And I mean, I can't, I don't know if I have any positive words to describe the weather from yesterday. Uh, but uh, today is considerably better than that. Uh, it's always a shitty time, though, for me. I suffer from seasonal allergies. So uh, maybe, hopefully, I can get an allergy med company to sponsor the podcast. That would be nice. Um, not for me to have to plug their product, but just if they want, if they wouldn't mind providing me with allergy medication. Uh, all right. So two things I want to talk about is I read a fantastic article yesterday um, and it was entitled six healthy relationship habits. Most people think are toxic. And I've done, uh, I'd done an episode of the podcast a while ago and didn't publish it. I have a bunch of episodes that I've done that I kind of call my lost episodes. And eventually what I want to do is edit them together and take kind of the best segments of each one and kind of create a best of the lost episodes. Um, but nonetheless talking about relationships and, I have kind of a different outlook on relationships than maybe some people do. Maybe most people think it this way. I don't know. But there are a lot of things that I've kind of always, that I've said that, you know, a lot of people think this is an unhealthy habit or whatever, or this is a healthy habit that I've kind of had the reverse view on. And my logic and reasoning would say that I was right on it. And it's kind of nice now to see an article written 
that kind of goes along with what I've been saying and what I think. So I wanted to share that with you guys today, give you some food for thought, maybe in your own relationships. Um, as we all know, relationships are always a work in progress. Um, you're always learning more and more about your partner and, um, you know, your connection's always getting stronger, hopefully, and sometimes it isn't. Um, but hopefully this episode kind of gives us some building blocks here and a foundational work, uh, that maybe if there are things that, you know, we are, that people are struggling with in their current relationships, maybe this helps a little bit or gives you a new perspective. Uh, so let's get, that's the one, that's the first thing I want to talk about today. And then the second thing I wanted to talk about is kind of, um, my love of cooking and why I like to cook, um, and why I, pardon me, got good at cooking and uh, have a certain proficiency in the home kitchen and why I think it's kind of relatively important we kind of that we try to find the time to develop a certain proficiency in our kitchen. Uh, so let's get into the relationship, uh, relationship stuff first, then we can get into the cooking stuff after. So this article, I found it um, when I opened up my browser, you know, they give me some suggestions of articles. This was one. Um, now, uh, so let's get into the main kind of bread and butter of the article here, the six actual things, talk about them. So one thing that they said, the first thing that they said um, that is that people view maybe as, an, as, a, as a toxic behavior is letting uh, some conflicts go unresolved, um, that every conflict needs to be resolved. Basically, what they've done is they've quoted this guy, uh, John Gottman, who is kind of like the godfather of relationship research and studying intimate relationships. Been doing so for more than 40 uh, years. Um, he developed this process called thin slicing of relationships, uh, which boasts a staggering 91% um, success rate. This is their exact words. Boasts a 90... Uh, their exact words were, his thin slicing process boasts a staggering 91% success rate in predicting whether newlywed couples would divorce within 10 years. That is fucking scary when you think about it, right? Especially when you hear other statistics like, oh, 50% of all marriages end in divorce or whatever. And he can say, yeah, you're going to be in this side or that side of that equation. Like, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, but basically, one of the underlying premises there is that there are certain things that you can just let go and that your issue with something is kind of your issue. You don't need to resolve it as a couple. Um, you don't need to let it tax on the relationship. You don't need to keep hashing it out. It doesn't need to keep be re-examined. So if you have something that, I mean, does not really truly affect the relationship, and a lot of times those things that kind of do... Um, get in those relationships are, are, are typically petty things. At least that's been my experience. Typically it's jealousy over a former flame, a former lover, whatever it might be. Sometimes you just kind of have to let that go and accept that, yeah, that's part of, you know, that's a normal thing to be jealous or to be insecure about, you know, past whatever. But at the end of the day, appreciate your relationship for what it is. Take it for the good, take it for the bad. But understand what your connection is based on, the foundation of your relationship, the strength of your relationship with your partner, and maybe let some of that shit that is kind of, what is the point really, especially when it comes, and, I, and the example I'm going to use is those kind of what I kind of think of little petty things, letting them go. And if it's those petty little jealousies, what does really, what resolution are you going to come to? 
oh, I can't be with you now because of some person that isn't a blood relative, isn't really a close friend of mine that you may have slept with in the past. Shit happens. And I think we kind of have to, at a certain point, we reach a level of, okay, I can be a grown-up about this, accept that it's happened, and move the fuck on. And I think that's a big thing in relationships. And I know, you know, and and, and it's easy to say that now, I've been, you know, now that I'm in my early 30s, maybe in my early 20s, I didn't necessarily feel that way. Uh, but I think there comes a certain maturity level that we all have to kind of reach, and especially with those petty little things of, oh, I used to, you know, you used to find this person attractive. Yeah, like, what do you want me to say? Like, what is the resolution from your perspective that's going to help this? No, I didn't. You know, like, what do you want to hear that is physically going to make things easier for you to accept? And I think when we get through that and understand that some things just need to go and let, just let it be. You know, do I have certain petty little things that have bothered me in my relationship? Yes, are they things that have occurred in our relationship? Fuck no. But at the end of the day, do I get, you know, am I a little upset about somebody uh, that Jess has had a relationship with in the past? Yes. Has she probably, does she probably have things that upset her about maybe past relationships of mine? Absolutely. I would expect it. At the end of the day, that's for me. That's for her. It's not for us as a together. And I think when we look at that and be like, does this affect our relationship? No. I love you for X, Y, Z reasons. You love me for X, Y, Z reasons. We're together for X, Y, Z reasons. Let it be. My insecure, that's for me to deal with. That's for me to get over and accept. I don't have a time machine. I can't access the quantum realm from uh, Avengers. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, and change things. And, 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 I mean, what does it necessarily do to change the outcome of that one petty little shitty thing that's going to affect? If it's not a big deal, and I mean, and something stupid and petty like, oh, I'm jealous over something, fucking let it go. Let it fucking go. Don't let it eat at your relationship. I can tell you from past experience, it doesn't go well for either side, and we just kind of all need to move on from that. I think that's really kind of the way to look at that. Um, so, it, so that was kind of the first thing is that, yes is some and, and not only that sometimes and, and they say here too is that sometimes trying to fix the problem can inevitably create more problems if i'm upset if i'm jealous of, of someone that she that, uh, that jess has had an intimate relationship with in the past what am i gonna do hash out oh my god this and that i can't believe you did this i can't believe so what now we go down that kettle of worms and now we've created a conflict that really didn't need to be created to come to a resolution that is probably non-existent about a conflict that really doesn't affect her and I. It just doesn't make sense to me to keep, to do that. I think at the end of the day, both people in a relationship can look at each other and say, yeah, you know what? That's for me. That's my thing. Let's just let it go. Um, and I think, you know, when we kind of uh, are able to do that, we become happier and can appreciate each other for what we have. I don't give a shit what, is going on in the past there I, I i don't and you can't really worry about the future too much so let's just fucking focus on on this and we'll be good and um and, and sometimes some battles aren't even worth fighting like sometimes it just isn't worth getting into it what is hashing this out and talking about this going to do what resolution do you want me to come with 
So, okay, you had an intimate relationship with someone in the past, and this goes for every t every relationship out there. Oh, okay, so I'm jealous about someone you, you were intimate with one time. What do you want me to say about it? Like, what would you like me to say that will make you feel better? Okay, so you tell me this why. Well, either A, it's a dishonesty, and then so now you're gonna be mad because I was dishonest. Oh, you're lying. Okay, well, fine. So yes, I did find them attractive. Oh, so you find this type of person attractive. Do I say no, no, and, and, and now get, do we, and we start down that road, or do I say yes and go down that road? Like, it just sometimes you just gotta let it fucking go. And I mean, we all go through it, we all get those moments, and I think we just have to appreciate that I'm with you now, you're with me now, it kinda sucks, you know, what may or may not have happened in the past, but let's let it go. And every relationship has that, and I just think those are kind of those examples of things you just kind of fucking got to let go. Um, and I mean, I, and I'm not perfect at that. I, as I've said, I've struggled with that in the past. And I'm sure many of you have struggled with that in the past. But I think the best thing to do sometimes is to just fucking let it go. So that was one. Two is they say here, being willing to hurt each other's feelings. All right. So this one is kind of a weird one. I think... The idea here is that you don't need to be mean to each other. and But we have to understand that sometimes we need to be able to say how we truly feel. Because rather than bottling it up, like I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm a straight shooter. I want people to be straight with me too. I want you to be open and honest and tell it like it is. That's how I operate. And I think quite honestly and quite frankly, we'd all be a little happier if we took that same approach, I think the worst thing, one of the worst things we can do with people, and I mean, this doesn't even just come with our like intimate relationship, but even friendship relationship, work relationships, is that not knowing where each other stands with each other. You know, where one person stands with another person is, is a very dangerous game to play. And I've had experience with that too, where, you know, someone says, oh, you know, just, you know, try and put up with them, you know, put on the show, put on the facade. And then all of a sudden you're just like, eventually it implodes and you're just like, yeah, you know what? We just aren't kind of compatible here. Sorry. And that's one way of looking, that's one example of it is just kind of always kind of, it's, it's important to know where I think people stand with each other in terms of being happy, in terms of having healthy, whatever, how you define your relationships, relationships with other people. You know, it's, it's hard to, you know, imagine going and, and, you know, you really like someone, you know, and hanging out with them. You're like, oh yeah, he's a great bro to hang out with, or she's a great girl to hang out with, whatever it might be. And then them not really feeling the same way. Eventually it's going to tax. Eventually it's going to implode. So knowing where each other stands is one great example of that. Another thing is being able to kind of say to each other, Hey, I don't want to do this, this, or this. And I want to do this. Or guess what? I just want to fucking have some quiet time. I'm known for being a talker. I know I can carry conversations. I know sometimes I, I have the entire conversation. Um, I like talking. I like conversing. I like entertaining. All of that. Sometimes I just want to sit and be quiet. And I mean, sometimes that's one thing Jess asked. She's like, what's wrong? Is everything okay? I'll be like, yeah, I'm fine. Well, why aren't you talking? I just kind of feel like sitting here and shutting the fuck up and just being, you know, quiet. Are you sure? That seems so weird. Sometimes that's just the way it is. And I mean, and yeah, and she can't be afraid to tell me that. Like, hey, that's not what I think is normal of you. And, and maybe, yeah, it's not quite the norm, but sometimes you just need that time to be like, 
babe, there's nothing wrong here. I just kind of need you to carry the conversation. I kind of want you to carry the conversation. And I just want to fucking relax here. I just want to shut up, like whatever it is. Or being like, hey, you can watch your TV show. I can sit on the couch here and I can play my guitar. Or I can work out. Or I can play poker. Or whatever it might be. You know, how you define spending time with each other, right? You have to be able to tell each other, hey, look, this is that. Um, I remember one of the big things um, when we first, uh, one of the first times we spent the night together um, early on was her sleeping on my arm and I would suffer through the night to not move and and then, you know, I'd wake up and my arm would be fucking killing me. And then finally I just said like, hey, babe, this ain't gonna work. Like I can't be big spoon all night. Like I need to be able to turn because I mean, it's killing my arm here. And it was a kind of, and it was one of those things where I was like, how do I bring this? And then finally, she's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Just like yank your arm out and turn around. Oh, okay. And it was resolved. So you can't be afraid to openly communicate. And that's a big thing. I always stress that. And I mean, in, in terms of relationships and the intimate relationship, you have communication is so key. Um, and it kind of goes with this other concept I have. Um, that's a big thing to me. And I think has led me on my own path of kind of self-discovery and understanding and finding happiness in as in kind of all aspects of my life. It's one thing to know your likes in life. It's an even more important thing to know your dislikes. And I think when you look at people, there's going to be things you like about people and things you don't like. There are many things about me that are maybe not likable that I'm not for everyone. I don't pretend to be, you know, People can, you guys can follow me on Instagram and, and agree with a lot of my points, love my, all of that. Um, love the content, um, appreciate, you know, whether it be my music, my poker playing, my podcasting, whatever it might be. And then, but be like, oh, I find his voice kind of irritating. Okay. Or I don't like that he has long hair. Okay. Or that he has tattoos. Okay. Or that he likes to drink beer. Okay, that is fine. But you, there's still other things that are likable and everybody has that. They have things that may that you might not find likable or that you might find and, they, and that you find unlikable or, you know, or dislikes. And I think what we need to do is rather than focus sometimes on those likes is focus on avoiding those dislikes in life. Is if I don't like to do something, why the fuck am I gonna do it just to make myself miserable? So avoid that right? Or if you're going to do something, there's a small element of it that you like, but 90% of it is something you dislike and you don't have to do it. Maybe don't fucking do it. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, a big thing. It's kind of even like when you start getting into like some of these dieting and health fads, right? Like, Oh, you know, don't, you know, drinking black coffee is way better for you than having milk or cream in your coffee. I am sure that's true. I don't necessarily like drinking just black coffee all the time. So yeah, do I add cream to it? Yes. Do I add milk to it? Yes. Does it mean that, hey, maybe I'm having to do a little more walking or maybe I have to spend that extra five minutes, you know, whatever. Maybe I'm doing more weights. So be it. Because doing the weights makes me happy. Drinking the coffee with something, you know, the cream or milk. I don't put sugar or any of that in my coffee, but when the milk or cream in the coffee makes me happy... So let's avoid the dislike there of the black coffee. You know, um, that, that's just kind of a way of looking at things. 
And I think when it comes to people and, and how we relate to each other, sometimes avoiding those things you dislike or being honest about like, hey, I dislike this. I dislike that. You know, oh, okay then. Right? Being able to communicate, being able to tell people like, hey, this is, you know, and, and, and it doesn't have to be a picking thing. Like you're not trying to be malicious. Don't ever be malicious and vicious with someone that's close to you. But I mean, it's just like, hey, you know what? I don't like sitting on the couch side by side, for instance. That could be your thing. Oh, I just need a little bit of space when we're on the couch together. Oh, yeah, no. I like being on the couch. I like sitting here watching TV, doing whatever you do, you, I do me, whatever it might be. I just don't know if we need to be touching. You know, I don't know if we need to be occupying that same space right now, right? That's kind of um, one thing. And I think it's it's about that balance, right? Of meeting each other's likes and dislikes, right? In your friendships, in your intimate relationships, in your partnerships, whatever it might be, even family relationships, you know, do spouses get along on everything? I can't imagine that's the case. Are there things that my spouse, uh, not spouses, siblings rather, are there things that siblings like everything about each other? Hell no. Hell fucking no. I can, I know for a fact that there are things that my sisters dislike about each other. 100%. Do they love each other unconditionally? Absolutely. Are they, are they each other's closest person in the entire world? For sure. But they can have things that they don't like. Are there many things that my sisters don't like about me? 100%. 100%. That's fine. That is fine. Do they accept me as I am? I hope so. Do they love me as who I am? I hope so. But they don't have to like everything about me. They don't have to get a lot. They don't have to agree with everything I say, but it's that balance, right? It's that balance of knowing, hey, this is, you know, this is how it is. I think that's a big thing. And I think sometimes we need to be able to hear things without taking it personally and without making it a conflict. We can just be told something and just accept it as it is. It doesn't affect us. It's not a, a, um, an assault on you. It's not an insult on you. It's just the way it is. And again, a great example. Again, maybe it's sitting on that couch. Hey, I can't fucking sit on the couch for 45 minutes straight. Like I need to get up and do something or, you know what? I just don't really feel like watching this show, but you watch the show. I'm just going to fucking hang out over here playing guitar or playing bass or playing drums. What the hell it might be as long as we're not disrupting. Like if I'm not disrupting your show, Fuck, I'd rather be doing that, right? Oh, it's not an indictment of our relationship. It's just a, just, this is what I'd rather do. It's nothing personal. And I think sometimes we need to do that, right? And I think it's that, uh, you know, and it's that healthy balance of that and not playing the blame game, not being like, oh, and, and not feeling like it's a, almost like a tallying system or, you know, one for one. Well, since you found something that you had to complain about, I need to, no, 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 no. It's not a complaint. No. As I've just said, it's not an attack on you. It's just a simple statement of fact, you know, and, and, and I'll get that too. Just that too. I'm, I, I heat up at night. That's a big thing. I make the bed fucking swelteringly hot. Guess what? I'm used to it. It doesn't really bother me. So when I'm sleeping alone, you know, do I need the AC, all of that? No, it doesn't really bother me. I just sleep through the night. Guess what? When there's another body in bed with you, that can be a problem. That's not a cut up of me. That's a statement of fact. Sometimes it's like, hey, okay, you need to stay to your side of the bed. Like just, just fucking hang out there. 
And I just take that, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense, yes. And then I get up out of bed and then I go to sit back down and watch Sports Center in the morning or something. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like a pool of sweat. It's like a fucking swamp here. She'd be like, yep, yeah. That's like, okay, right? So that's one thing. The next one was a big focus on that lost episode um, that I had done on relationships. And uh, I'll preface it by saying that, uh, kind of giving my background of what I talked about on that episode and, and then getting into the header here. <coughs> Pardon me. But um, it's the idea that we're now in 2019. I think when I recorded the episode, it was 2018. How we approach relationships, how we have relationships, how we view relationships or partnerships, if you want, if you, for that term, is changed. I am of the belief that a relationship can run a perfectly natural course and expire. Food expires, clothes expires, things expire, deals expire, offers expire. Relationships also can expire. Sometimes that relationship is the rest of your life and sometimes the expiration date is death. Sometimes it isn't though. Sometimes it's three months. Sometimes it's two years. Sometimes it's four years. And I think because there's so many other things that go on in our lives, you know, for instance, this need to have kids on the fan, you know, what we view as, you know, the traditional household, it kind of skews where our natural biology and, and how we've evolved. And I think that's why sometimes you see some of your friends and whatnot in some relatively unhealthy relationships because of this need and desire to, oh, we you got to plow through relationships are always work. And yes, but at the same time, sometimes things have just fucking expired. And I think one of the um, truths um, about relationships is accepting that's not a win and loss. Sometimes people view um, a relationship ending as a failure. Oh, you know, again, another failed relationship. Doesn't have to be the case. You could have had a perfectly wonderful, enjoyable time and it just expired. Um, I know when I was in my single life and, and, and dating and I had briefly dated someone and, you know, we had a great time hanging out and the relationship might have lasted about a month, month and a half, no more than two months. And we had a great time. We hung out. We had a wonderful time. And then all of a sudden, just one day, you know, we both kind of send each other the same, hey, we need to talk text. And it was, oh, hey, what's up? You go first. You know what? I really enjoyed hanging out with you, but this is kind of, I'm looking for, you know, this, this, and this in a relationship. And I'm just, it's not, I just don't see it with you. I'm sorry. And I think it's just, you know, maybe rather than, you know, waste our times and then start to resent each other, maybe we can continue on our own separate journeys. And I was like, oh, yes, that's exactly what I wanted to talk to you about too. Oh, really? Yes. I can see that you want something more serious. I'm not there yet, and I don't really want to waste your time. It's been fun, and if you want to move on, I'm all for that. Oh, okay then. Well, take care, take care, and that was it. That was it. The communication was over at that point. See you later. I have no ill will towards that person. I sincerely hope they have no ill will to me, and we just moved on. That was it. I think sometimes we have to accept that with a relationship that, oh, I started seeing this person. Now I have to date them. Now I have to marry them. No, 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 no. Sometimes it can just be a couple of weeks and then being like, yeah, okay, you know what? This this has run its course. Whatever it is, I think we have. it's how we look at that idea of making relationships work 
and I did air quotes here, uh, or versus that idea of, oh, if it doesn't work, it's a failure. Great example here they use in the article. So the header in the article is being willing to end it. And they talk about how, you know, Romeo and Juliet has been romanticized as this coming-of-age love story, when really it's more of a satire. Uh, and, and it's kind of funny, when I talk about myself, like, even as a performer or a comedian or the way I do comedy... A lot of what I do is kind of a, is a satirical comment on the ridiculousness of the world around us, right? And I'm I've always been drawn to satires and satirical comedy, and and I you know I kind of even at one point thought of changing my Instagram tag to something along those lines. But anyway, um, it's important to understand when something is being satirical versus a commentary versus a coming of age story versus like this is how love should be, this is how love is. Romeo and Juliet was satirical. And showing how, I mean, irrational we can be when it comes to the idea of love and how we can make just completely ridiculous decisions in the quote-unquote name of love. You know, this idea of, you know, in weddings, this until death do us part. Fuck me, that's, that's a strong sentence there. That is a strong vow until death do us part. Why not... How come that hasn't evolved? That's these are just questions I have. How is it that the relation, the idea of a partnership hasn't, you know, and and for a lot of people it has, right? And I'm not, and this is not directed at you, at, at you people. It's directed at the people out there who are struggling with relationships, not the people that you know. They're like listening to this, they'll be like, "Fucking a, Sonny, you're hitting it, right? You know, the nail right on the head here." No, it's for if you're struggling with things. Maybe we do need to evolve how we look at things. And I've been guilty of that in the past. I'm sure all of us have been guilty of that in the past, of having an unhealthy understanding of when to terminate things, when to evolve the relationship. Um, and I think how we look at that and some of the our concepts and preconceived notions of relationships can be holding us back. And guess what? It's okay to say... Yeah, this has run its fucking course. Um, that's not all what I'm saying about my current relationship. I love Jess to pieces. That's fine. Um, but I mean, sometimes, you know, whether it be in our own um, relationships, you have to know yourself. You have to know your partner. You have to understand, are all, uh, you know, are my dislikes being avoided? Are my likes being, you know, obtained? All of these things. It's okay to let things end. And, you know, I, I've, I've seen friends that struggle with that concept too in their own relationships, when to let go, when to end things. Oh, I can't let it go now. I can't let it go this. Are you doing more harm than good though by hanging around? You know, again, it's that idea of not knowing where each other stands. If I'm in a relationship with someone and they're having doubts, I think the person that they really should be talking to those doubts about is me. They concern me more than they concern anybody else. So if you're having doubts about being in a relationship with me, I think I should fucking know about it. And I think I need to know about it. Um, but that's just me. But I think that's that's kind of how we understand and view relationships with each other. It's a really big part in finding our own kind of happiness in life as a whole, really, when you think about it. So keep that in mind that maybe if, you know, if you're whatever it might be, sometimes you, the relationship has just run its course. Um, now, I'm not telling everybody to go line up and divorce. Not at all. Not at all what I'm saying. But, I mean, I do agree with it here that 
you know, if a relationship has run its course, it's become stagnant, you guys aren't making each other happy anymore, then guess what? Maybe we need to just fucking address that and see where to go from there. You know, ending relationships can be amicable. They can be done in an amicable, healthy manner. So think about that. This one, this next heading is very controversial and um, I don't really know what to say about this one, but the fourth heading that they had here was feeling attraction for people outside the relationship. I don't know if it's, now I don't necessarily view it that way in terms of, oh, you should be attracted to and want to pursue, but again, our thoughts versus our actions are two different things. If you accept to be in a committed, monogamous, healthy relationship with a person, your actions are what are important. Do you make the other person feel like they are special to you? Do you show that devotion to them, that commitment to them? If yes, okay. Does that mean now that looking at a person on TV and being like, oh yeah, and, and thinking to yourself, yeah, that's an attractive person. That can be an objective thing. And I mean, attraction is, is relatively subjective, but yes, it's okay to say, yeah, that's an attract, you know, in your head. Doesn't mean I'm going to go and seek now some kind of intimate, you know, side fling with that person. No, that's a totally different concept. And that's a totally different thing. But it's okay to look and say, yes, that's an attractive person. If, if Jess looked at me and said, oh, I, th you know, yeah, who do, I th who do you think is the most attractive celebrity? And she said, oh, I think Channing Tatum is, or I think Lenny Kravitz is, or I think Jason Momoa is, or I think The Rock is. Anybody. She said Chris fucking Farley is. That's her business. That's fine. That's healthy to feel that way. Does she find me attractive? Yes. Does she make me feel attractive? Yes. Does she make me feel desired? Yes. Do I feel insecure about that in our relationship? Absolutely not. I think I would almost feel more insecure being like, huh, there's no fucking way I'm the only person on the planet that you think is attractive. I can understand if I'm the only person you're attracted to and you have desires for. Yes, that's normal in my opinion, but to say, oh no, that's not a good looking person. Um, I'm sorry, what? No, that they are. That's fine to say that, you know, or if I was to ask, oh, how's your friend? Oh, he's a good looking dude, this and this and this. Yes, no, they, and you can think that too. Hey, isn't so-and-so good looking? Yes, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. It doesn't mean, oh, oh, she, you know, they're planning on, on sleeping with my best friend. No, 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 no. And I think sometimes we have to let kind of our, what we hear and what we think separate from logic and reason, you know, separate and you start using logic and reasoning and being like, it's okay to have certain things, thoughts and whatnot. Um, but I get it. We all have insecurities. And I think that's where it more stems from is we have insecurities and then we let these insecurities manifest in weird ways and let certain things trigger these insecurities. That's more along the lines. So it's balancing what we perceive and having open and healthy communications, I think kind of is the biggest part of relationship. It really does go back to that in my opinion. So that was just one of the other things they were talking about. Now it's different if you know, you're, you're, um, crushing on someone, you know, for lack of better terms, or, you know, there is something a little more to that, you know, desire that's different. 
that is completely different and that's a completely different subject and that's not healthy and I don't think that's acceptable. And I've, you know, I've had that happen to me. Um, and I think too, the biggest thing in those cases was communication. If, the, if, if, if there had been probably healthier, more open communication, maybe some of these situations could be avoided. Uh, but it is what it is. It's the past. Again, no hard feelings. It's just these things happen in everybody's life. It's how we deal with it. Um, the next one though is uh, spending time apart. And I think there is a healthy amount of space that can be had. And sometimes that healthy amount of space is, is less or needs to be less. Sometimes people are just forced closer together, right? Sometimes I've seen it in academic set, um, settings where a husband and wife just actually happen to be, you know, literally in the same fields of work, right? So you kind of, you go to work together, you spend your work day together, you go home together. I get it. But for instance, healthy space can be, okay, while you're doing whatever, you know, in this part of the house, I'm going to go in this part of the house, play video games, or I'm going to go play guitar. I'm going to go exercise, whatever it might be. Finding what you deem as healthy space from each other is very important. I think that's a very important thing. You can't miss and appreciate each other if you're always around each other. I always tell people that you can't miss me if I'm always here. And, uh, or I tell people, I can't miss you if you don't leave. Uh, you know, so keeping that. And then this kind of all ties back together. And this one's an interesting one. So this, they kind of talk, they, the, the heading is different than kind of, or is a little, I don't know. I'll just read it. But accepting your partner's flaws and the big thing here is that they're they taught they bring up this idea of there's, there's two types of womanizers uh, two types of womanizers first one is men who are looking for the perfect woman and can never find her and two men who convince themselves that every woman they meet is already perfect um and then they, they, now the person writing the article now goes on to say, I love this observation and believe it applies to not just womanizers, but just about anyone who consistently finds themselves in dysfunctional relationships. And I think that is a big true, um, big thing. I know when I was younger, I was very guilty of getting into relationships that were what I used to deem projects. And I think we all find, go through a phase of that, of, of finding projects, you know, um, finding a partner and, you know, wanting to save them, so to speak, and wanting to be the Superman or Superwoman of their life. No, there's no need for that. Um, and I think a big part of it is accepting people, as I've said, and it goes back to what I've said earlier in this episode, accept, accept your your partners and your friends and whoever as how they are. And, and especially, I think this, this whole episode kind of deals more with partnerships. So accept your partner for who they are, the good and the bad. And as I said, when you're, when, when you're making that assessment of likes and dislikes, just, you know, that's what you want to keep track of. But everybody has flaws. Everybody does. It's whether you can deal with those flaws or not. Um, and, and learning to. Um, and you don't have to change people. You don't have to mold people. It's making your kind of understanding and lives intertwine. It's not about, oh, I need them to fit my idea of things or they need to fit mine, whatever it might, or I need to fit theirs, whatever it is. Mm -mm, I don't think that's how it worked. Um, you have to be able to appreciate and deal and live with their flaws. If you can't, rather than change them, I think that's just going to, again, go back to some of these other things we talked about, how they're unhealthy habits. It's okay to let it go. Be like, ah, you know what? I can't deal with these things. You just need to go. It happens. 
Um, but just ex learn to accept people for who they are, take the good with the bad, and then make that decision based on that. And don't try to change people. Don't, you know, for me, if someone said, oh, Sai, I don't like that you're a, a poker player. What? Yeah, no, I think you need to, you know, change focus here. Well, okay, wait a second. Is, is this a, a financial thing? No. Okay, so what is it? I just don't like it. I think that's a you problem, not a me problem. And I think we just need to kind of go our separate ways here. You know, those kind of things. Or, oh, you have long hair. I'd rather you cut your hair. Why, though? Are you allergic to it? No. Does it, you know, tickle your nose when we sit beside each other? No. I just, you know, I think, you know, I want a partner that has short hair. Okay, again, that's a you problem, not a me problem, right? I think we need to understand that a little bit better and just either accept people for what we deem our flaws. Because guess what? Again, that's kind of subjective. That's our that's our own interpretation of things. That's our own feeling of things. And feelings are personal. So understanding that, that we don't need to fix people. We don't need to change them. And we just need to accept people is a big thing. Um, and I think we've all gone through that. And let's just put that all in the past. Um, and I know people have probably dated me. Viewing me as a project. And I've had that happen where people try to change my, you know, change me. Or, no, like that just... It ends up being a disaster for everybody. So let's not do that. But I just wanted to share that because it was such an interesting article. Um, and it was, uh, let's see here. If I can find and give credit where credit's due. So yeah, six healthy relationship habits most people think are toxic. Some traits that don't fit our traditional narrative for what love is and what love should be are actually necessary ingredients for lasting relationship success by Mark Manson. I found it on, I guess it sent me to getpocket.com. I don't know what that is. But anyway, nonetheless, great article. Interesting read. Just wanted to share that with you guys. Take what, you know, we've been talking a lot about sports and shit like that lately. Just give us like something we can maybe all relate to. And maybe again, it's it's food for thought. Again, I'm not saying every relationship's unhealthy. Many of us have very healthy relationships. It's again, just either A, how do we make our relationship even better? Or how do we address situations that we feel maybe, yeah, our relationship is stagnant or has gotten unhealthy. Hopefully this has helped. The other thing I said I wanted to talk to you guys uh, about today was cooking. So as many of you know, I enjoy cooking. And uh, I'll try and keep this relatively brief if I can. But the idea behind the, the cooking thing is it's a nice way of showing people appreciation. It's also a great cost saver and also a healthy habit. Pardon me. I find one of the easiest ways to kind of enjoy a healthier lifestyle is knowing what you're eating. The more of the ingredients you're buying at the base level and knowing what's in your food, the healthier you can be. The less ingredients there are in your food that you can't pronounce, that the better you are. And I mean, yes, it takes time. Uh, it does take practice. And it's kind of a where do I start? But investing a little time in that, right? And it can be something as easy as on the weekends, mastering how to properly make scrambled eggs, how to make a fried egg, how to make a sunny side up egg, how to poach an egg, how to, you know, make an egg over easy, over hard, over medium, whatever it might be, that can be the start. Mastering how to properly cook bacon, how to make, you know, perfect toast. All of these things, how to, how to actually present a plate of food you know all of these things how to slice properly how to cut an onion properly how to cut vegetables properly how to clean vegetables properly what vegetables go with what 
all of these things. And a lot of it comes from just finding very, relatively simple things, how to cook ground meats properly, you know, and then turning that into making taco salad. Well, other than chopping vegetables and cooking the ground beef or turkey or pork, whatever you might choose to use, there isn't much other cooking involved. So then at that point, it becomes kind of a practice of all your skills, but in a relatively easy, simple manner. You know, the, co the cooking of the ground meat isn't very, isn't difficult at all. The cooking of the vegetables isn't difficult at all. You do it kind of, you know, um, kind of everybody assembles for themselves style. There you go. You have a delicious meal. Everybody's happy. Everybody kind of moves on with their life. It's finding that, and it's also a nice way of kind of sharing that with your partners. Uh, you know, bringing, you know, Jess and I, you know, bringing her into the kitchen with me, having her help me out, um, building her confidence and comfort level in the kitchen, uh, and exposing her to different culinary kind of cuisines, culinary techniques. Uh, you know, she always would say, you know, that, I mean, her background food was always kind of was less seasoned for lack of a better term than, you know, how I present food and what I've grown up with. So it's been a process of introducing her into more spice, more flavors, um, more diversified flavors, more diversified foods, more complex foods um, in our uh, relationship. And I've had a great time doing that. And it's also been one of those things we can share in our relationship. Um, and as I said, it's just, it, and it's also a great cost saver. Going out to eat is very expensive. Picking up food is expensive. Ordering in food and it's becoming, it's being made easier and easier. And I'm not trying to shit on restaurants. I like going out too. Um, but for me, it's not so much because I can't cook or make something for myself. It's more so a social outing or maybe it is a convenience outing or maybe whatever it is, but understanding where that can fit in a, in a healthy, more productive lifestyle. I think that's very important. So I think, you know, I ask all of you maybe just find a little time and, and whether it be in that free time you have, maybe on your day off, maybe that's when you decide, okay, I'm going to spend a little time making lunch today or you know what? And, and it's okay. Breakfast foods can be made for dinner, Bre you know, dinner foods can be made for lunch, whatever it might be, but put, take that time to do it. And then as you'll quickly find, it also kind of adds into other aspects of your life, time management, understanding how to manage your time, understanding, you know, process understanding putting together plans you know understanding how to you know navigate you know this complex things breaking down complex things into simpler easier to do steps overall i think there's a lot of benefits to being able to cook um, and a lot of benefits to cooking for ourselves and i mean sometimes it starts with yes okay you know speak, you know making pasta at home okay that's fine wherever you start that's for you but I really, I think it's important we all kind of are able to do a little more cooking for ourselves um, and a little more food prep for ourselves. And I think we'll all notice the benefit, A, in our own lifestyle, in our own health and life, but B, also in our wallets. Uh, so anyway, I'll leave it there. I thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit um, podcast. I thank you all again for your time tuning into this episode. Uh, and again, the continuing and growing uh, support here on the Seems Legit Podcast. If you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the Dude Signy I thank you so much. Uh, take care. Um, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Take care and bye-bye for now.